Welcome, all you sinners and sodomites, to episode 35 of Bible Stories for Atheists. I am Josh. I'm Lynn. And we are your guides to the morally mundane stories, literally, literarily, littering the Bible. Mundane's the word, eh? It is. So we're kicking off the book of Job. And um, Josh does not like Job. I don't. No. I did when I was a Christian back in the day. Right. When you convinced yourself to believe that it was beautiful, meaningful poetry. I mean, you know, I didn't read it. Oh. Oh, I see. Okay. You just like the lesson somebody taught you about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I, I understand. I didn't actually like... (laughs) Go through reading the book of Job. Okay. That's what I do now that I'm an atheist. Right. (laughs) You know? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. We get into a story about God and Satan basically making a bet over this one guy who is... Who God has said out loud to Satan that he's... Best servant. Best. No sins. Upright. He can stand. He can stand straight. Tall. Very good at standing up. And no sins. And And he covers the sins of his children by killing animals. Yes. As one does. Yes. And then it's a bunch of poetry. Right. After that. Yes. Which is fine and all, you know, if you're into that kind of thing. It is better. For my brain, it's easier to consume it in that form than in the rest of the Bible. It makes way more sense to me than the biblical language used in other parts of the Bible. I see what you're saying. Yeah. It's very different than reading the first five books of the Bible or reading, obviously, like the New Testament and stuff. Like, right. it stands out as its own flavor. But uh, we're reading it so you don't have to. <laughs> no, very much so. He used we. Uh, he meant himself. Yes. Um, he's reading it, and then, re- and then I just have to listen to him. <laughs> I read That's easier than reading it. For your sins. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Quite the job. <laughs> I sacrifice for your sins. Uh, quite the Jesus. I'm comparing myself oh, to I Jesus. See. <laughs> I'm basically Jesus for all of you people. <laughs> it's getting real weird. <laughs> this is with the episode where we kick off our cult. <laughs> um, help. <laughs> I do not consent. <laughs> oh, that's not necessary in the cult. <laughs> so strap in and strap on for episode 35. Mouth relief. Just mouth relief. Yeah, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do it. Let's do do it. (laughs) (laughs) We take one week off and it's, I feel like, uh, we're out of totally out of it. Yeah, but we, we took one week off, but that equates to four weeks. So it's been like a whole month since we've recorded anything. Right. Yeah. Back into the groove. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Boy, mm-hmm. you've got to move. So much has happened since then, too. Twitter got bought. Oh, yeah. Other yeah. stuff. Other things. Yeah. By the time people listen to this, they'll know the outcome of the election. Yes. Which is crazy. That is true. So hopefully everything's okay. 
yeah, to check our social media to see if we're depressed or not, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Depending on how this turns out in Michigan. If we're depressed, you probably are too, I'm guessing. I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to be alone in no, our depression. No, everyone be with us. Yes, everybody <laughs> be sad with us. <laughs> or not, or be happy with us. Yeah. Hopefully you're happy with us. Yeah. That's awesome. And hopefully you're happy with us. I see what you did there. Yes. So we're talking about Job. Job. And we're going back to the Old Testament. Okay, Job's in the Old Testament. He is, yes. His is book, the one, his whole book Oh, no, is. that's Jonah. Let's say he's the one that got swallowed by a whale. No, no. That's Jonah. No, this is the guy who is everything. Is spelled Job? Yes. Okay, but it's I, pronounced Job. Right. Okay. Yeah, this is the guy where everything goes wrong for him. Really? Yeah. God and Satan make a bet basically on uh, him. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I'm interested in this. There's debate over what Job is about. Uh, Job could be about why does a good God allow evil? That's one thing it could be about. Or why does God allow bad things to happen to good people? Mm. Or is God just and does he run the world according to justice? I see. Yeah. So, so that's, it's one of those three things. Or all of them, some sort of mix. Or of none them. of them. You know, yeah. But it's kind of like that's that's what it seems to be the goal. And and you talk to different biblical scholars, they'll have their own version of what this book is about. Right. But ultimately, the book is a book of poetry. So okay. it's open to interpretation. So Job was almost certainly written by an Israelite, but it was written about non-Israelite characters. Okay. Which is interesting. Gentiles. Um, as they're yeah. called. Yeah. C. Yes. Right. Which I like. <laughs> C for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there are some Jewish people who speak Spanish. <laughs> oh my God. I'm sure. Well, actually, I mean, you know, most people who speak Spanish are probably Catholic. So they're Likely. Gentiles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, the author is actually anonymous. Apparently, there's some tradition that Moses wrote it, but that's just not possible for when it was written. Mm -hmm. It was written actually between the 7th and 4th centuries BCE, uh, and the character of Job was originally introduced in the book of Ezekiel, and the author of Job seems to have just taken that character for their own work. Pilfered. Yeah, and from Wikipedia, it says, the language of Job stands out for its conservative spelling and for its exceptionally large number of words and forms not found elsewhere in the Bible. Many scholars down to the 20th century looked for an Aramaic, Arabic, or Idiomite original, but a close analysis suggests that the foreign words and foreign-looking forms are literary affectations designed to lend authenticity to the book's distant setting and give it a foreign flavor. Okay. Which is an interesting thing that like, you don't really see elsewhere in the Bible much. What does it mean to have conservative spelling? I have no idea. It's a weird phrase. Yeah. And maybe that's makes more sense in Semitic languages or something like that. Like languages from that area. Like, Um, does it mean like the subject matters? Maybe maybe it's um, no, more. No, because they said spelling. It, yeah, maybe it's more accurate. Maybe that's what they, they just mean leave by out it. as many extra letters as possible. 
Maybe it might be. Short, that is kind it's of all a, written in shorthand. Because if I remember correctly, you know, the primary form of Hebrew, the written Hebrew, it doesn't use vowels. Mm. It's all consonants. Hmm. So like the Torah is written with all consonants. And you might be thinking, well, doesn't that get a little confusing if mm-hmm. two words have the same Cons- consonants, K- but different, different va- vowels. vowels? Yeah. And it does. <laughs> Apparently, this is a real this is a real problem yeah. when it comes to the Torah. Is there are certain words that could have different meanings and stuff. Anyway, I just made a note here. Say what you will about the Gospels, X or Genesis through De- Deuteronomy, but the Book of Job is a legit piece of literature. I think this was intended to be a work of fiction, and somewhere along the way, this became quote unquote scripture. Yeah. Take this Aesop's fables and it's, throw it in the Bible. And it's not the only one that book of the Bible that is fiction that got thrown in there. Right. So we, we there's other ones that we'll cover eventually too. But like I said, it's a lot of poetry. It's all about it's almost, Job though. Yeah. Okay. It's almost all poetry. There's just basically the first couple chapters and the last few chapters, I think, that aren't poetry, which I think are also the more, most interesting parts of the Bible. Oh, really? The book, yeah. The non-poetry parts? Yeah, yeah. Is it that, okay, so is it that you don't like poetry or is it bad poetry? Well, it's... Because poetry in general is not boring. It's not bad poetry. And there are several things that we're going to cover in here where I'm like, this is just a cool line. Okay. I just want to like cover it. The th- The... Lore that comes out of the book of the Job is pretty significant because mm-hmm. this is our first introduction, I think, throughout the, the Bible to the character of Satan. Okay. Because the serpent in the Garden of Eden is not Satan. Right. It's a common misconception. It's become tradition in Christianity that the serpent is Satan. It might be a tradition within Judaism too. I don't know. But if you actually read it, there's nothing indicating that is Satan. Sure. Just a talking um, snake. It's just a talking snake. Yeah. It's yeah, the, just your run of the mill yeah. talking snake. Yeah. It's, it's fine. it there's some it was um, you know, just a character that they came up with when they wrote that that right. story and and this is why it explains for some as if we needed an explanation why snakes slither along the ground. Mm. Anyway. But Satan actually shows up in here and okay. there's this whole communication between God and Satan and things like that. I see. And it's so that's as far as that side of things go, it's very fascinating. Like, okay. You know, where where our ideas of Satan come from. But what a blowjob. <laughs> no shit. I fucked it up. I knew I, I knew I was gonna do this. What a blowjob. <laughs> I think it's better. The whole you episode, have to leave that whole, gonna, you have to leave that in because yeah. it's funnier and after you fuck it up the first time. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be the whole episode. <laughs> so this is uh Job One. Oh, and I do want to point out too throughout this, I'm gonna be playing audio clips of himself. Myself readings. Very masturbatory. Yeah. But the uh I'm it, it's not necessarily like all of this the clips that we're gonna listen to, like even as I'm reading them. They're not necessarily all right next to each other in the, like, I I edited quite a bit okay, uh, with this stuff and just kind of got, like, the, ma- the main talking points of what some of the passages were okay. uh, compiled together. So, I'm not trying to be 
completely accurate. We're talking about the Bible here. His accuracy is like yeah, what what accuracy? An opinion. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. again, this 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 like even my mom was like, oh yeah, that's that book is totally just a work of fiction. I'm you know she was like, I'm pretty sure it's just a work of fiction. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Okay, the rest of it is too. Can I do this? <laughs> Can you pick that up? That's a little what, bit. Yeah, that's what you do after people read poetry. Right. You do yeah. the snaps. Am I just not a good snapper? You're way better than I am. I think so. I have weak fingers. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we found out that Lindsay has weak fingers. <laughs> All right. Now, now my fingers hurt. <laughs> more emergency <laughs> <laughs> just read the fucking poem metamucil or something <laughs> that that has calcium in it yeah think, right? it is, it's yeah. good for your fingers sure <laughs> <laughs> so the book starts with this in the land of ooze there lived a man whose name was job this man was blameless and upright he feared god and shunned evil he had seven sons and three daughters and he owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, and 500 donkeys. He had a large number of servants. He was the greatest man among all the people of the East. It says he's from the land of ooze? The land of ooze, like, yeah. Like, like the ooze that... The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that made that like the funny, secret of the use. It's funny because I thought more of uh, Power Rangers oh. with uh, what was his name? Oh, I should have thought of this ahead of time. Octave, not Octavian Ooze or something like that. You remember that guy though? Like, oh, I kind of. I can only think of Rita Repulsa when I think. Yeah, of. but anyway, um, it's spelled U Z. Okay. Like Uz. But it's Ooze. But it's Ooze. Okay. I, apparently. Um, and there's no actual like clear definition for where that land is. Mm-hmm. It seems to be like it was like a common name for a certain area back then, but it wasn't like a definitive spot. I'm trying to actually is it where Uzbekistan is. No, Wouldn't I was that thinking that sense? I was thinking that too, but it's not. No, um, just from as you said before, the intention was to make him not from the area. Right. It could be they it, it completely just made up. No. Well, I mean, it could be, but I, I, I think there are other literary references to the area. Mm. And so just going from hints about this, it looked like it was um, basically the the Arabian Peninsula, right? Okay. Yeah, you we're know, like Saudi Arabia and, and yeah. Kuwait and all. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. that kind of an area. So he's a good man who has many children. Yes. And lots and lots and lots of animals. So he's rich. Yes. Okay. And servants. And, and servants. Yeah. yeah. I said animals, Josh. <laughs> Just kidding. And wives. I said animals, <laughs> Josh. <laughs> um, yeah. So he has these kids who sound like they are adult children. Okay. Um, just from context. And his kids would throw themselves birthday parties. Oh. And afterward, Job would make sacrifices for each of them just in case they sinned at their birthday parties. Right. Okay. Which is meant to show his love and his dedication to his family as well as his reverence to God. Yep. 
So he lets them do what they want, and then he kills some animals just in case they had a Caligula, Caligula <laughs> birthday party situation with going their on. Siblings, yeah, I don't know. you know, just never know. I guess I'm, I would imagine there were other people invited. It yeah, was- <laughs> hopefully. It's just funny the way that, like, when they they talk about it in the in the Bible. It just kind of sounds like this is like an all the time thing. Well, like there they're are just ten constantly of having birthdays and stuff. There are ten of them. Yeah, there are. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. One day, the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them. The Lord said to Satan, "Where have you come from?" Satan answered the Lord, "From roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on it." Then the Lord said to Satan. Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. Does Job fear God for nothing? Satan replied. Have you not put a hedge around him and his household and everything he has? You have blessed the work of his hands so that his flocks and herds are spread throughout the land. But now stretch out your hand and strike everything he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. The Lord said to Satan, Very well then, everything he has is in your power, but on the man himself do not lay a finger. So they make a deal. Yeah, that whole weird back and forth between Satan and God, because it really is, it's just such a weird thing. First of all, they, they, Satan just shows up at God's house. Like yeah, he just rolled in. in. Yeah, yeah. With a couple of angels or the angels, his bodyguards or they, did they take it? They were, you know, right. Like, how did that happen? Yeah. How did he get in there? <clears throat> and then God was just not like, get the fuck out. He was right. like, hey, where have you been? <laughs> yeah. What's been going on? Yeah. <laughs> Let's catch up. Right. And then Satan tells him the story about he's roaming the earth. I don't know. Going back and forth on it. Yeah. And then God's just like, have you considered Job for what? (laughs) (laughs) Like to make his life hell. (laughs) I I mean, is that God's just offering up one of his people to be like, fucking test this guy. Let's see what happens. I'm bored too. Right. Let's try something. Yeah. Well, and Satan's like. You, but you have him protected, right? Basically, no, no, I'm. It's confined. <laughs> of course, of course, he loves you. He's you've given him everything. Yeah. Take away all of his stuff. Done. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucked up. <laughs> They're having like a like a bro bet. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. having like a dog fight. Right. <laughs> I know this is a very weird interaction there. So, and then um, I believe if I remember correctly in the original Hebrew, Satan basically translates to the, um, the opponent. Yeah. Opponent or adversary. So not necessarily this one character of Satan, but just anyone that opposes God. In this case, Satan is the character's name, Mm. but um, you could say that it would have that meaning. You could say like, if you were an enemy of God, you were a Satan, you know, Satan, Satan. Then a messenger comes to Job. He says that raiders have attacked his oxen, donkeys, and servants 
and he was the only servant left alive, right? The messenger wow. was. Then another messenger immediately shows up. <laughs> Thus proving the first guy a liar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> another. <laughs> oh, I thought you were dead. <laughs> this is awkward. <laughs> Well, you ran He's, off before anything actually happened. I came so. to tell you that this guy is a liar. <laughs> We're all alive still. It's, yeah, it's fine. I don't know what's fucking wrong with him. <laughs> he just took off. He just took off. The yeah. minute a dude showed up, he was just wearing a funny hat. <laughs> <laughs> and he ran off screaming <laughs> that we were all wait, dead. Wait, Job's like, wait, wait, wait. They have different hats than us. <laughs> we have to form a raiding party. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, another messenger shows up and tells him that fire came from the heavens and burned his sheep Whoa. and more servants. <laughs> and he is the only one left alive. So they're the that only ones left alive. Good. Oh, disgusting. Burning, <laughs> burning wool. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, um, But then once you got past that, then it would just smell like delicious mutton. So yeah, right. <laughs> it would go from bad to oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Burning human flesh. I have no capacity to know what that mm, servants like. So he's the only one left alive from his little wherever. Wherever that he's was. He's the only one left alive from exactly. his little whatever. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And then another messenger shows yep. up and saying different raiders, like completely different raiders. Different hats. Yep. Different hats. Yep. Uh, stole his camels and killed more servants. And he's the only one left alive. And then another <laughs> other messenger shows up. Saying that all of his kids were having one of their birthday parties and a mighty wind swept in from the desert and struck the four corners of the house. So it collapsed on them and the messenger is the only one left. All the children died. All the children died. Yeah. That's a rough one. It is. And then the chapter. The house fell on them. Yeah. Was it Dorothy? <laughs> Were they a Did witch? Did she roll up in the t- in the tornado? Right. Yeah. Wind strike the four corners of the house at the same time. Yeah, I don't know. It's God wind. God wind. Yeah. Yeah. And then the chapter ends with this. At this, Job got up and tore his robe and shaved his head. Then he fell to the ground in worship and said. Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. In all this, Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. Oh, it's a sin to blame something on God? Apparently. But this is fucking God's fault. I know. So it's a sin? Well, well, no, God allows it to happen. Satan. Did all the dirty work. God told Satan to, though. Yeah, I mean, he was like, you can do this. And then Satan chose to. I know, I know. That's the, but that's the Christian thinking on it. Yeah. So is this where the line, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away comes from? Yes. Okay. Because yeah. you hear that a lot. There's a, anytime a wa- anybody wants to justify losing something and still believing in God. It's the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Yeah. I mean, the book of Job is all about people like that. Yeah. But <laughs> it's so fucked up. Cause yes, he does give and he does take away, but it's not for any other fucking reason. than Satan was like, this dude's too protected. Right. Yeah. So like, it's not like he's get- taking it away because 
there wasn't a reason for no, it. There wasn't it wasn't so so like you know if 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 you're rich and God takes away all your money because you made a couple of bad investments, then you know He's trying to teach you a lesson about how to like handle your money better. I guess is the justification, but there was nothing to this. There was no lesson to teach Job. Job was a bet. <laughs> yeah, he was an upright person. God, yeah. God himself said himself. Right. God himself said that. Yeah. yeah that. And so and and the only purpose to do this was God is proving to Satan that he's right. Right. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's fucked up. It, it, yeah. God I, taketh away for fucked up reasons. And that's and that's the book of Job. <laughs> like it's it's um a look at what happens when a good person has bad things happen to them. Mm. The Job report. This is Job two and three. Satan shows up in heaven again. And we get this. Then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. And he still maintains his integrity, though you incited me against him to ruin him without any reason. Skin for skin, Satan replied. A man will give all he has for his own life, but now stretch out your hand and strike his flesh and bones, and he will surely curse you to your face. The Lord said to Satan, Very well then, he is in your hands, but you must spare his life. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and afflicted Job with painful sores from the soles of his feet to the crown of his head. Then Job took a piece of broken pottery and scraped himself with it as he sat among the ashes. His wife said to him, Are you still maintaining your integrity? Curse God and die. He replied, You are talking like a foolish woman. Shall we accept good from God and not trouble? In all this, Job did not sin in what he said. He's, he's lost everything, and except for one nagging wife, yep. which is... Like, I think this is all we ever hear about her. And she's notoriously the nagging wife right. in, in because, the Bible. Because she's pointing out to him, like, okay, God took away all of your possessions. Yeah. And now he's given you scabies. And you're <laughs> sitting there scraping yourself. With a broken piece of pottery. Right. Like, scraping off. the Like, what is... Like I, I always took it as like scratching, like oh. a, like maybe the sores are itchy, mm. you know. And his wife is like, "Just curse God and so die." So we're know? gonna just stick with this then, right? You're just this gonna, is all working out for you. Is, yeah, this is how you want to do it. <laughs> I feel like the strategy is is still a good one. Like, just put yourself out of your misery, right? But why if I mean Jesus Christ? <laughs> no, he's not here yet. It's just what a fucked up thing. For a God to do. And 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 this is supposed to be the thing that makes people feel okay. This is the story that's supposed to make people feel okay when something bad happens to them. Yeah. But God, he fucking said it in the clip for no reason. That <laughs> is a given throughout this pretty much is that Job is blameless. He did not deserve right. any of this. And right. yet it's happening to him. And it, but it's okay. So people are taking this story and inferring that like when bad stuff happens to him, God could possibly be doing it for an arbitrary reason that means nothing. But that's okay because he's God. Right. I mean, that's how you should interpret that, right? That's so, that's so fucked up, though. Right. But I don't know if that's how actually people interpret it. Like, I think most people would probably like look at this and be like, sometimes God tests you. Oh, God. You know? Why? 
Yeah. That's a very good question. Why? <laughs> why would why? God do that? Why? And it's a question that Job will bring up while we go through this. It's a good question. So Job has three friends who show up to comfort him. Uh, their names are Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar. Okay. They sit, come and, and sit on the ground with him for seven days and nights. It says, uh, no one said a word to him because they saw how great his suffering was. I still actually think about this uh, today whenever I have to console somebody or something like that. I always think about just sitting with somebody, like how powerful that can be, mm. like where you're not trying to fix the problem. Right. You know, you just sit there. And even like if they don't want to talk. Uh, and then eventually it says, uh, after this, Job opened his mouth to curse the day of his birth. And this kicks off the poetry of the book. Oh, okay. The so so up to now was not poetry. Up to now was not poetry. And now we're going to be going into poetry almost to the end of the book. May the day of my birth perish and the night that said a boy is conceived that day. May it turn to darkness. May God above not care about it. May no light shine on it. But then there's this line that is obviously a throwaway line to the writer, but it really stands out to me. May those who curse days curse that day. Those who are ready to rouse Leviathan. Leviathan show is is mentioned, which is a really interesting thing to come Isn't up. Isn't the Leviathan the sea monster? Yes, okay. it's a sea monster. So the Leviathan is a sea serpent that appears in Job, Psalms, Isaiah, Amos, and uh, apparently some translations of Jonah, mm. as, as you would kind of imagine right. for, for a book about somebody being swallowed by a whale. Zeus fought a giant sea serpent named Typhon. Uh, this is apparently the story of how Zeus rose to power. Typhon uh, wanted to challenge, challenge Zeus for control of the cosmos. Zeus defeated Typhon with his thunderbolts. In a town called Ugarit, just north of Israel, there were thousands of religious documents uncovered by archaeologists. And these tablets date back to like 1400 to 1300 BCE. There are stories of Baal, B-A-L-L, B-A-A-L. I was going to say B-A-A-L, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) B-A-A. Anyway, stories of Baal, uh, uh, who was a storm god, uh, defeating his brother Yam the sea god, hmm. by fighting a seven-headed, a seven-headed serpent named Lotan and using his two throwing clubs. <laughs> Lotan is uh, where we, where these later writers got Leviathan. Okay. Right? Um, so hmm. Baal is mentioned a lot in the Old Testament because uh, he was a god that Canaanites and Israelites worshipped uh, when they would fall back into paganism. Right. Right. Uh, I believe it's also the root of where we get the word Beelzebub, which is another word for Satan. All of that is to say that this is all just kind of an echo of a not very distant past before when this was written, when the Israelites and Canaanites were believing in different gods and stuff like that, including Baal's father, El. Right. Where we get the supreme god, mm-hmm. you know. So that's a little bit of history behind Leviathan, who comes up more than once. And there really are some good lines that are starting to come up, and here's a couple of them. Why is light given to those in misery and life to the bitter of soul? For sighing has become my daily food. My groans pour out like water. Kind of interesting stuff. Yeah, very emo. 
Yeah, very emo. Very, it's emo. a lot of really depressing. I mean, if you put a, a a beat behind that with some heavy bass and some drums, then it's just like a My Chemical Romance song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Turn it into a punk opera. <laughs> Copyright. Copyright. Bill Stories Radius. <laughs> No one else is turning this into a punk opera right. except us. <laughs> We're going to copyright this this book that's 3,000 <laughs> years idea. old. The idea. <laughs> oh, okay. Copyright. It's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> Let's address the Eliphaz. <sighs> you did this to yourself. Yeah. Let's address the Eliphaz in the room. <laughs> this is Job 4, 5, 6, and 7. Okay. Uh, and this is where we start going into Job talks and then one of the friends responds yeah. and it goes back and forth, back and forth. Like a conversation? Yeah. Okay. For almost 40 chapters. Wow. I read a lot. Yeah, you did. For this episode. This, thought, this book has a lot of chapters. It really does. And they're not like super big because they are poetry, you know, like so the lines are short and stuff like that. And there's. We're going to talk about one very short chapter in this, but it was a lot of stuff to go through. Yeah. You pulled out the good stuff though, right? I tried to. Yeah. 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 Uh, So his friend Eliphaz responds to his poetic lamentation with a poetic retort that starts off with this. If someone ventures a word with you, will you be impatient? But who can keep from speaking? Think how you have instructed many, how you have strengthened feeble hands. Your words have supported those who stumbled. You have strengthened faltering knees, but now trouble comes to you and you are discouraged. It strikes you and you are dismayed. Should not your piety be your confidence and your blameless ways your hope? Consider now who, being innocent, has ever perished. Where were the upright ever destroyed? Eliphaz's argument is is kind of that pain and suffering come from a person's sin so we can assume that he is saying that Job or his children sinned, and that's why this happened. Oh, except that it's not. It's for no reason. Which we know that. We know that. He doesn't. The character, right. Eliphaz. But it also know. sounds like he's saying, like, you know you know when you have those friends who have, like, they they complain about their lives all the time. Yeah. But they're, they've also been through so much that they're very good at giving life advice to other people. Yes. That's basically what it sounds like he's saying right. to yeah. him. Is like, it's kind of funny because Job kind of says that yeah. in his own way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's interesting because it they start off consoling him, coming and sitting with him for seven days. Um, but then. They're which, very good friends. I yeah. love my friends. Seven days is way too long. Yeah. Which <laughs> <laughs> I know that is. Sorry. Well, what's interesting, though, is I just now I'm thinking of this. Um, in Jewish culture, there's a thing called sitting Shiva with somebody, which I can't remember if that's. Isn't that when somebody 70s? dies? Yeah, it yeah. is, which makes sense in this case. His children, all of his children died. Yeah. And Although his- they're, they're not supposed to be Israelites, but that might have been eight days to sitting Shiva. Sounds like a punk band name. Sitting Shiva. That's going to be named it's the probably, name of our punk opera. There's probably. <laughs> <laughs> Shiva derived from the word Shiva, which means seven. 
Seven. Signifying that seven days of mourning. It is okay. So that that is what this is. It's yep. it's it's um them sitting shiva with him. What what starts popping up with them is like they went through this whole period of consolation with him, but then they when they actually start talking to him, it's like they're trying to justify in their own minds why mm. this could be happening mm-hmm. to him, and so they keep saying, "Well, you must have sinned," right? And he keeps being like, "No." I didn't. I keep track of everything I do every day. Yeah. In a journal. I have a bullet journal. I yeah. know. I can go back. We, I didn't sin. Right. <laughs> and my children may have, but I also sacrificed like a lot of things for them. Right. Yeah. Which is what you do to erase sins when you're rich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm fine. It's God. But yeah. I can't say it because then I will sin. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He can't blame God <laughs> right. for it. Right. So then Eliphaz starts getting very Charles Dickens on him. A word was secretly brought to me. My ears caught a whisper of it amid disquieting dreams in the night when deep sleep falls on people. Fear and trembling seized me and made all my bones shake. A spirit glided past my face and the hair on my body stood on end. It stopped but I could not tell what it was. It's a, ghost. a form stood before my eyes and I heard in a hushed voice. Can a mortal be more righteous than God? Can even a strong man be more pure than his maker? If God places no trust in his servants, if he charges his angels with error, how much more those who live in houses of clay, whose foundations are in the dust, who are crushed more readily than a moth. Between dawn and dusk, they are broken to pieces. Unnoticed, they perish forever. Are not the cords of their tent pulled up so that they die without wisdom? Yeah, it's really weird. Super creepy, first of all. So thank you for that. That's going to be in my nightmares. Yeah. Um, Also... (laughs) Somebody's just standing next to your bed whispering for five minutes. (laughs) It was so long. Yeah. (laughs) He's just urinating the bed the whole time. Who was this that was saying this? Was this? Eliphaz. This was Eliphaz. So Eliphaz was having nightmares or somebody was whispering, actually whispering to him in his sleep about what? Now? Well, what's interesting actually is is uh, there's debate over was this something he saw previously or is this something literally right then and there he saw? Okay, and it's not clear from right. the text, but but what exactly is he saying? He's saying that there was a spirit, right? Uh, like like likely an angel, yeah, whispered to him, to him and, and said him and said that can a mortal be more righteous than God? Can even a strong man be more pure than his maker? But what does that mean? Is that the sin? Is is he saying that what's his name's sin? Job, Job's sin. What he's saying is, is that literally nobody can be sinless. I see. I think is what he's. So therefore, going for. Job must have sinned. Yeah, I think is because the this idea. creepy angel came and whispered in his ear in the middle right. of the night. That no one is sinless. Everyone, everyone is less than God. I see. Right. Um, mm. and and it points out that if God can't even trust his own servants like angels then how can you trust humans? Um, and this, you know, come, goes back to when he falling, fallen angels yeah. and things like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, when he kicked him out of heaven. Yeah. But narratively, we know that God does think that Job is sinless. That's true. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But again, this character does not realize that. Right. Yeah. But yeah, so this is like, it's it's an interesting thing because this is different stuff people would be debating back then probably. Yeah. It would have been, well, nobody is sinless. You know, everyone is less than God. So and this is voicing that that argument. Just happenstance yeah. that the that Job's best friend right. had a angel whisper in its ear. Yeah. In, in his ear. In some indeterminable time mm. previous to this or possibly at that exact moment, which is weird. And why not just talk to Job? Right. And now they're having, and and now that happened. And now Job is having this crisis in which he's saying he didn't sin. Right. So narratively, it, it, it's too convenient for those two, that those two things to happen together. It makes it unbelievable. Well, yeah, I don't, and I don't, again, like, I don't think that they're, the writer was going for believability. Okay. Like who the fuck was in heaven taking notes? Right. You know? Yeah. How, how would anybody know that's what happened when God was talking to Satan there? Right. Right. You know, I mean, you know, cause there's no, there's no, like, I guess, again, the tradition is that Moses wrote this, but, and so maybe it was from revelation from God, that, right. but there's no Nobody says that right. in the book or anything like that. And I think the idea for the end of this passage here is that people are born and die. They come and go. And everything you have in this world is lost when you die. If God is willing to cast out the angels of heaven, then what makes you think you're above his judgment? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I, there's a couple other interesting lines here. But if I were you, I would appeal to God. I would lay my cause before him. Blessed is the one whom God corrects. So do not despise the discipline of the almighty. Again, like the the stuff that. It sounds like what abused wives say. Yes. Yeah. 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 You can kind of see where like programming comes from with Mm -hmm. this, you know, from this notion. But I, again, I don't think this guy, while he might be voicing arguments uh, that were given back then and still today, about why people feel misery. I don't think he's like the person you're supposed to think is right. Right. You know? Okay. You're supposed to think God is right. That's the character. Yeah. That. But, yeah. The one that's just fucking around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. That one. Yeah. It is the most authentic, most authentic depiction. Yeah. And then we get to Job's response. If only my anguish could be weighed and all my misery be placed on the scales, it would surely outweigh the sand of the seas. No wonder my words have been impetuous. The arrows of the Almighty are in me. My spirit drinks in their poison. God's terrors are marshaled against me. But now, be so kind as to look at me. Would I lie to your face? Relent. Do not be unjust. Reconsider, for my integrity is at stake. Is there any wickedness on my lips? Can my mouth not discern malice? When I lie down, I think, how long before I get up? The night drags on, and I toss and turn until dawn. My body is clothed with worms and scabs. My skin is broken and festering. What is mankind that you make so much of them, that you give them so much attention, that you examine them every morning and test them every moment? Will you never look away from me? 
or let me alone even for an instant? If I have sinned, what have I done to you? You who see everything we do, why have you made me your target? Have I become a burden to you? Why do you not pardon my offenses and forgive my sins? For I will soon lie down in the dust. You will search for me, but I will be no more. Mm. That's kind of sums up what he was, his response to this whole thing was. And and he's actually going after God on that in the last bit there where yeah. he's saying, you know, why, why do you care right. about humanity? Right. Yeah. So much. Yeah. So much that you're doing all this. Right. And much like reality, there's no answer. <laughs> the Book of a Thousand and One Bildad Jokes. Bildad. This is Job 8, 9, 10, and I stopped counting, really, at this point. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I just, I, I got to a certain point where I was just like, it's a bunch of chapters. <laughs> It's just all the chapters yeah. of Job. You can look it up today. if you care. Yeah. <laughs> um, so his friend Bill Dad's Bill Dad comes back at him, uh, basically accusing his kids of sinning, and that's why they were killed. How dare Job question God? How long will you say such things? Your words are a blustering wind. Does God pervert justice? Does the Almighty pervert what is right? When your children sinned against him, he gave them over to the penalty of their sin. But if you will seek God earnestly and plead with the Almighty, if you are pure and upright, even now he will rouse himself on your behalf and restore you to your prosperous state. Your beginnings will seem humble, so prosperous will your future be. Yeah. Giggling at rousing. No, I was giggling because, again, he's trying to convince him of something that we know because we're reading the story Yeah, from the God position <laughs> that God is. Which that's, is missionary. Yeah. There you go. Um, man on top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I lost my train of thought. We're reading the story from, from the perspective uh, of, of yes. knowing All what right. God thinks. He, he, he's saying, yes, and he's saying to go Go plead with God and see yeah. if you're as good as you say you are. He'll give you your stuff back. But right. we know. That God already knows he's. A, right. He's and good. until he wins his bet with Satan, he's not going to fix anything. Mm-hmm. For no reason. For no reason. Yeah. Other than to like fucking win over Satan. Yeah. For some reason. Uh, there's an interesting line here. Ask the former generation and find out what their ancestors learned. For we were born only yesterday and know nothing, and our days on earth are but a shadow. Which is kind of an interesting idea for back then and for some people still today, where this idea of the ancestors have more knowledge mm. of what is reality and what is truth in this world than than we do, right? Right. That Because they some, live longer. Well, because they're closer to the original, like what originally started all of this, oh, I, I think is kind of the idea okay. behind it, uh, that they would have a better understanding of things. And with every generation you lose, you get further and further away from God's creation and and the Garden of Eden and all that kind of stuff. I see. Is, I think the idea behind that. Okay. Which obviously is not really what modern day people. No. See, right. uh, you know, you you gain more information with every generation, and you, right. you learn more with Absolutely. every generation about what reality is. Absolutely, yeah. 
But when you think about it in terms, so uh, uh, Native Americans have a strong tie to their ancestors and yes. a very important piece of, of I, I don't want a blanket statement and say all Native American religions, but it seems to be a common occurrence through several. Yeah. Um, and the idea there is that obviously, A, when they were elders and elders are held above, right, other people. Yeah. So they were elders first in their actual lives. And then when they died, they took all that knowledge with them that they had gained through the, their many years on earth. But also now they share in all the common knowledge of all the other ancestors. Mm-hmm. So it becomes like a like a library of just people who have know a lot of things. Right. It's interesting. Yeah. And different societies have used that system of, of elders mm-hmm. in different ways. You know, um, I feel like Native Americans used it to have a better understanding of like the cycle of life over, over the course of generations, Mm -hmm. like how, how things will change within their environment and things like that to give folks heads up, like, Hey, there's going to be more storms or there's going to be, you know, something like that. Whereas um, this is like just trying to keep people believing a certain way, you know, surely God does not reject one who is blameless or strengthen the hands of evildoers. He will yet fill your mouth with laughter and your lips with shouts of joy. Your enemies will be clothed in shame and the tents of the wicked will be no more. So despite basically saying that um, this is all your fault, he's still kind of like rooting for Job. You right. know, he's still kind of hoping that Job will end up fine, which is an interesting thing with this because they do keep tearing him down and saying like, no, you must be a sinner and right. all that kind of stuff. And yet... They do seem to actually be friends and want him to do well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Job responds, indeed, I know that this is true, but how can mere mortals prove their innocence before God? Uh, so blah, 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 blah. God makes earthquakes, volcanoes, and has a light switch for the sun. He is the maker of the bear and Orion, the Pleiades and the constellations of the south. When he passes me, I cannot see him. When he goes by, I cannot perceive him. If he snatches away, who can stop him? Who can say to him, what are you doing? (laughs) I mean, I think a lot of people say that to him. Yeah. (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) So is the idea that God goes around the earth like the sun? Goes around the earth like the sun? Because he's like, when he passes me, I cannot see him. Yeah. When he goes by, I cannot perceive him. I'm not sure what he's going for with those lines. To me, the image I got was God, like, just rolling around the earth like the moon. Mm, mm, Yeah. (laughs) But he can't see him. Right. He can't see the moon or something. Yeah. I think it's um, like if God is working in the world, if he's if he's doing things to change things for the better or for the worse or whatever, he's not, Job is unable to see him yeah. at this point. Job's an atheist. It sounds like, mm. <laughs> you know, like, but uh, I'm not sure if that's what he's going for with that or not, but yeah. I think, I think to that's not what it felt like to me at all. And this is where the fun of poetry comes in. Right. Yeah. Um, to me, it felt like he was saying, because before that preceded that was the, how can an innocent man prove, or how can a man prove, prove his innocence to God? Right. And then he talks about basically God being this all-powerful being is what I got from all of those things he said. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Like not that he's, he, he's not that he being. didn't yeah. believe in God. Right. It was that God is this crazy, powerful entity that is beyond all of our minds. How do I and beyond your uh, perception? And yeah, like you're not able to connect with God, and you're not able to stop right. and be like, "Hey, you know, what right. are you doing?" Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And and therefore, like, what? How? How did he even go about being like? But I didn't do anything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To God. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because this might even be before the notion and likely is before the notion of a personal God. Like we we kind of know of it today in American Christianity where like you can just pray and God hears your prayers and stuff yes. like that. You know, back then you had to sacrifice in order to commune with God, mm-hmm. right? Like that was the whole point of the priesthood in Judaism was to, to and is still the pr- point of priesthood in Christianity, especially Catholicism is like, we're saying, here's how you interact with God. Right. Here's how you get God's attention and stuff. He also says that God does not restrain an- his anger. Even the cohorts of Rahab cowered at his feet. And it appears that Rahab is yet another sea monster. Mm-hmm. So in Job 26, verses 12 and 13, so jumping ahead, we also get this. uh, By his power, he churned up the sea. By his wisdom, he cut Rahab to pieces. By his breath, the skies became fair, his hand piercing the gliding serpent. Really crazy stuff. Like, I don't understand why sea monsters keep coming up in this story. Yeah. And then in Psalms, uh, chapter 89, verses 9 and 10, it says, you rule over the surging sea. When the waves mount up, you still them. You crushed Rahab like like one of the slain. With your strong arm, you scattered your enemies. So uh, Joe basically goes on and on about how, God, how can you refute God if he can fight Godzilla? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> if that was an integral part. Of the Bible stories. Yeah. This whole running theme of God defeating Godzilla, basically. Right. It would be way more interesting of a story. I know. Yeah, yeah. And we would have like some sort of, instead of Satan, it would be this serpent demon that lived in the ocean. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it was an allegory for uh, nuclear warfare. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, basically, basically, Job just got hit with a nuclear bomb. Right. You know? yeah, 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 personal nuclear bomb. Right. He's feeling real sad about it. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I summoned him and he responded, I do not believe he would give me a hearing. He would crush me with a storm and multiply my wounds for no reason. Even if I washed myself with soap and my hands with cleansing powder, you would plunge me into a slime pit. So that even my clothes would detest me. Did you not pour me out like milk and curdle me like cheese? Clothe me with skin and flesh and knit me together with bones and sinews. So So does he, I'm sorry, does he think we're also made of cheese? (laughs) (laughs) That just kind of totally made me think of of RuPaul's Drag Race. Jesus is a biscuit. Let (laughs) him stop you you up. up. Copyright, no, wait, copyright does, Latrice. <laughs> does 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 he actually like it sounds like he thinks we're made of bones and flesh and cheese. 
I mean, that's not outside the box when you're a Michigander, but <laughs> back then, maybe not, but yeah. <laughs> I know it was really curdle me like cheese. Yeah. yeah. Pour me out like milk and curdle me like cheese. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but again, I think it goes to your point of, of God being some, something that you can't right. get to. You can't actually, you know, demand their attention. Sure. Right. So far, so good. Uh, Zophar speaks up now. And he says that Job is basically mocking God by saying that he's sinless and has done nothing wrong. So he needs to repent his sin, which he thinks he doesn't have. Uh, Job responds that everything they are saying, he already knows. And then he lists off all the different ways God is strong, like bull. Um, (laughs) And then Trump gets a shout out. He deprives the leaders of the earth of their reason. He makes them wander in a trackless waste, Florida. They grope in the darkness with no light. He makes them stagger like drunkards. It's getting into um, Nostradamus territory. Right? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. We really need to start looking out for Godzilla. (laughs) (laughs) And then Job, speaking to his friends, says this. If only you would be altogether silent. For you, that would be wisdom. Hear now my argument. Listen to the pleas of my lips. Will you speak wickedly on God's behalf? Will you speak deceitfully for him? Will you show him partiality? Will you argue the case for God? Would it turn out well if he examined you? Could you deceive him as you might deceive a mortal? He would surely call you to account if you secretly show partiality. Would not his splendor terrify you? Would not the dread of him fall on you? Your maxims are proverbs of ashes. Your defenses are defenses of clay. So yeah, it's uh, it's interesting because yeah, he's he's yeah. <laughs> I can't like I'm trying to think of a good way of saying this because it's basically how I feel about a lot of Christians, <laughs> where it's like, are you lying for God? Right. You know, what does that mean if you lie for God? Sure. You know, but it's only a lie if you believe that it's like, okay. If you know it's a lie. Right. Yes. Thank you. That's right. But there's, that's the thing is there's a lot of Christians out there who will lie for God. Yeah. You know, and knowing it's a lie. I mean, that gets into a whole thing. Like I just watched that documentary about Jerry Falwell Jr. and stuff like that. And you see so much stuff with joy in being a cuckold. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, and you see those folks and you like, you realize, oh yeah, they all know they're lying. Some of them though, I do think they, they know they're lying, but they do believe they're lying for God. You know, they still are righteous lying. Yeah. But that's mm. and Job is kind of pointing out here, like then you can't do that, right? Like, yeah, you're never going to be actually on God's side if you are lying for God. Is at least how I take this. Mm. All right. And then for any Bible literists out there who don't believe in predestination, this is totally me nerding out. But Job fourteen five says, "A person's days are determined. You have decreed the number of his months and have set limits he cannot exceed." Saying God basically determines exactly how long you're going to live, what and what's going to happen in your life. Gotcha. Uh, and you can't change that, right? Right. And there's a lot of people out there who 
uh, are especially evangelicals believe in free will that God has given us all free will mm-hmm, mm-hmm, by, mm-hmm. despite all the times that the Bible says that's not the case. Gotcha. God has predetermined everything. Anyway, and then there's a new tagline for the Apple Watch in here, which is, surely you will count my steps, but not keep track of my sin. (laughs) (laughs) Brought to you by Apple. I mean, it's beautiful. (laughs) Uh, And then Job says this. I have heard many things like these. You are miserable comforters, all of you. Will your long-winded speeches never end? What ails all of you that you keep on arguing? I could also speak like you if you were in my place. I could make fine speeches against you and shake my head at you. But my mouth would encourage you. Comfort from my lips would bring you relief. (laughs) Yeah. Good friend. That's a good friend. Yeah, that is a good friend. He's basically like, you guys are shitty friends. Yeah, not one of you have offered (laughs) me mouth relief. I did not get any (laughs) blowjobs from any of you. (laughs) I know, it's really disappointing. Yeah. Terrible seven, comforters. Seven days we didn't say anything. Not one of you gave me a blowjob. <laughs> and then a few chapters later, we get this. How long will you torment me and crush me with words? Ten times now, you have reproached me. Shamelessly, you attack me. If it is true that I have gone astray, my error remains my concern alone. If indeed... You would exalt yourselves above me and use my humiliation against me. Then know that God has wronged me and drawn his net around me. He has alienated my family from me. My acquaintances are completely estranged from me. My relatives have gone away. My closest friends have forgotten me. My guests and my female servants count me as a foreigner. They look on me as a stranger. I summon my servant, but he does not answer, though I beg him with my own mouth. My breath is offensive to my wife. I am loathsome to my own family. Even the little boys scorn me. When I appear, they ridicule me. All my intimate friends detest me. Those I love have turned against me. I am nothing but skin and bones. And cheese. I have escaped only by the skin of my teeth, which I kind of wonder, like, I have no idea, but I kind of wonder if that's where that phrase comes skin from. Skin of my too. teeth. Yeah. Like I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe it's been around before this, but this is probably what's kept it alive. Yeah. Teeth you know? famously not full not, of skin. Not, not, not full of, <laughs> full of skin. <laughs> As opposed to us who are full of skin. <laughs> the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, that's not skinful. That's skinful. <laughs> How much more painful would eating be? Oh my god, that would be terrible. <laughs> Does he mean his gums? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the only thing I can yeah. think of. Um, anyway, I have the idea of a little him walking in a room and little boys making fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just be all sad. <laughs> <laughs> His wife is like, your breath stinks. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. And what 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 that means? What that is? Yeah. Is they're they're sleeping in the same bed, and he rolls over in the morning to give her a little smooch and get sexy time started. And she's like, your breath is atrocious. Yeah. Oh. Um, all right. Yes. <laughs> and then like a little kid shows up out of her. Having a terrible time. <laughs> <laughs> Poor um. Job. <laughs> yeah. And it's weird. Like, you know, I am loathsome to my own family, even little boys squirm. What, where, where are these little boys coming from? Like, <laughs> I thought all of his kids were dead. Like, are yeah. these grandkids? Grand, like, servant, it, servants, children? Maybe. 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 But almost, almost all of his servants are dead. Yeah. <laughs> well, not his women servants. I guess not. He's got, He's got guests and female servants. Yeah. Count him as a foreigner, which is weird. I summoned my servant, but he does not answer, though I beg him with my own mouth. <laughs> it seems incongruent with the the story, but who knows? Literary shit. Yeah, it's not real, Josh. Yeah. Even the people who read the Bible and believe it don't think it's real. I know. Yeah. There are some people who totally believe this. Oh, is do they? Real. Are there? Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, oh. No, yeah, yeah. There are people who say this because they think everything that happens in the Bible happens. has to have been real. Oh. You know? Oh. And there's arguments for that when you actually think through like if this was a message from god you right. know then yeah it makes sense that you would think everything in there has to be real anyway then we get this listen carefully to my words let this be the consolation you give me bear with me while i speak and after i have spoken mock on is my complaint directed to a human being why should i not be impatient and that's a good point that's the, what Job is kind of doing there is holding God to a higher standard than you would a human, mm, you know, and mm-hmm. that is true. Yeah. You know, why should yeah. you not be impatient with God? If right. God, you know, is, you're not talking about a human person who has bad days, right? you know, or something like that. So, or just randomly decides to fuck around with you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just for reasons right has the ability to just fuck around yeah Yeah. and then eliphaz raises an interesting question can a man be of benefit to god can even a wise person benefit him what pleasure would it give the almighty if you were righteous what would he gain if your ways were blameless so it's to i think you you brought this up earlier where it was like what's what is the point of you know, God wanting a lot of this shit to happen and stuff like that. Right. It's, it's why, why does God even care about us? Really? Right. What is it that we could do that is so good that it would impact God in right. any way? Like, why right. does God care if we are good or evil? It almost you know? makes it sound like he's saying that we're more interesting to God when we do sin. That's an interesting idea. I hadn't thought of. Cause what challenge are we if we're sinless? Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. He's, he's making it sound like God needs a challenge from us. Yeah. Which is a weird thing. Yeah. God shouldn't need anything from us. No. Right? No. Yeah. And yet God seems to want stuff from Lots us. Lots of things from yeah. us. Definitely. For sure. But like everything else, there's they abandon the question and doesn't, they don't it doesn't get answered yeah, of at course. all. And Job says this. Why does the Almighty not set times for judgment? Why must those who know him look in vain for such days? There are those who move boundary stones. 
They pasture flocks they have stolen. They drive away the orphan's donkey and take the widow's ox in pledge. They thrust the needy from the path and force the poor of the land into hiding. Like wild donkeys in the desert, the poor go about their labor of foraging food. The wasteland provides food for their children. They gather fodder in the fields and glean in the vineyards of the wicked. Lacking clothes, they spend the night naked. They have nothing to cover themselves in the cold. They are drenched by the mountain rains. They hug the rocks for lack of shelter. The fatherless child is snatched from the breast. The infant of the poor is seized for a debt. Lacking clothes, they go about naked. They carry the sheaves, but still go hungry. They crush olives among the terraces. They tread the wine presses, yet suffer thirst. The groans of the dying rise from the city, and the souls of the wounded cry out for help. But God charges no one with wrongdoing. I mean, that sounds like the environment we live in today. I know. I was thinking that too. It's it was like, oh, he's a socialist. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's hard to kind of really imagine people just having jobs back then, you know. But right. but it makes sense. Like obviously, somebody had to be making all that wine they had back then. And yeah. Stuff, you know. Yeah. Clothes making yeah, clothes. Making clothes and, and, yep. and stuff. And yet. There's no answers well, to this, you know, because God, because the the more money you have, the more God loves you, Josh. Well, obviously, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God us. is showing that you are are doing well, and, right? And of serving course. Him, yeah. It's the most unbelievable thing in this whole story is that this rich guy was like, "What about all these poor people?" Right. <laughs> <laughs> Can we do something about them? Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Yeah. Why do you care? (laughs) And then Bildad says this, even if the moon is not bright and the stars are not pure in his eyes, how much less a mortal who is but a maggot, a human being who is only a worm, which I think really illustrates the mentality of the writer, or at least how the writer perceives some people. Uh, in their view on humanity in general, right? Like this idea of humanity being a worm and worthless and all that kind of stuff. So many religious people kind of have that mentality today still, you know, like that humanity, like they might think they're good. They're great. You know, they're upright and godly, right? Okay. But humanity is worthless and evil and all that. Right. And it's because they're poor. Well, they're poor or they're, you know, just that's their view of humanity in general, mm. that the natural state of humanity is evil. Oh, but they've risen above that. They've risen above that through the power of Jesus. I see. But yeah, uh, which is very different from most atheist perspective of humanity is actually pretty good. I yeah. think, you know, in, ge- it's, in general, it's good. Yeah. yeah. If anything, at worst, it's indifferent, yes. you know, and it's neutral and in, in by nature. And there are people who do good things. There are people who do bad things and everybody does both right. at some point, you know? <clears throat> yeah. Anyway. And that's basically all we wanted to cover. I wanted to cover for this. We've got a little bit more of the book of Job. Uh, there's a conclusion to it and everything. Okay. Um, but oh, I figured we'd do that. Two-parter? Yeah, we do a two-parter with this right one. On. So, uh, yeah, that's Job up to, I think, chapter 25, which, by the way, Job 25 is the fifth shortest chapter in the Bible, which is six verses long. Wow. 
which means there are five. No, I mean, there are four chapters in the Bible mm-hmm. shorter than six cha- six verses fifth, long. It's the fifth shortest one you said. Yeah, that are less than six verses long. Is there any like one verse chapters? I don't know. I didn't actually look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I have this much information. If you need more than that information, you'll have to Google it yourself. Right. That's why you have a phone. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I am a little disappointed with this book. Are you? I'm very disappointed with this book. (laughs) I mean, you did read all of it. Most of it. I didn't, like, yeah, I didn't finish it yet because I had to cut it off at some point. But uh, what 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 are you disappointed in? I'm really disappointed. I thought this was going to be a better argument back and forth on different points of you know perspective on God and suffering and stuff like that. And it really isn't. It's just the same thing said over and over again in different ways. Um, Yeah. There. Well, there's two. There's two viewpoints happening. There's there's the all of his friends. Right. Who are saying the same thing just differently. And then there's his. Right. So that's it. There's just an argument back and forth between. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. It's just the same stuff over right. and over again. It's not like they're covering a wide variety of no. arguments or anything like that. It's just kind of the same ones over and over again. Yeah. Um. So that makes it really fucking boring oh, yeah, <laughs> to like go through. Really you know? slow tennis match. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be much more interesting if it was. Um, like they were covering a wide variety right. of different arguments and stuff. Uh, but they, but are you know, there more than two sides to this? Can you get nuanced about? I bet you could. I bet you could if you really wanted to. I mean, I like, you know, I'm the wrong person to ask, ask because I'm like, well, yeah, God doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> so therefore there's, you know, right. suffering in the world. If God did exist, then you've got a really good, question there of like why why does God allow suffering yeah you know because there shouldn't be right you know well as we know it's just because he wants to apparently yeah yeah and, and that's, that's okay I guess and that's the thing is like well then yeah God is an asshole right God would have to be an asshole yeah to, to allow suffering to be powerful enough to stop it and to allow suffering for no reason right for no Why reason. Why would that be the thing you believe in? Yeah. If that's the case, why would you worship God? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Why is he worthy because of your it's, worship? Well, it's it's gambling. It's the it's gambling. Yeah. You're gambling. Is it right? like the people the people who are doing the worshiping are gambling? Yes. Or God is gambling? No. People who are doing the worship are gambling. Okay. They're gambling in that God's going to do good for them. Yeah. But there's always the risk that he won't, and right. but they're willing to take that risk. So right. when it happens, they're like, "Well, they are the I ones, knew this yeah, risk." They are the ones that are saying, "Like, well, what if you're wrong about hell? You know, yeah. or, or going to heaven right. and stuff? You it's, know, what if you're wrong?" It's it like, feels well, a bit like a gambling yeah. addiction sort of thing. Like you right. need that, and that's why it feels good. Yeah, because when it feels good, it feels good. Like mouth relief. Yeah, like like <laughs> just like just like mouth relief. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It is fascinating the the Satan aspect of this, right? Like the interaction between God. You know, and it Satan seems very stuff. like frenemies. Yeah, yeah. Not like it. It the the conversation they were having made me think of Good Omens. Yes. Yep. Because it feels like that relationship. 
from Good Omens. Yeah, where like it's an angel and yes. a demon kind of working together for right. a common, common common good. Common good. Yeah. Common result. Yeah. Yeah. Common goal. It's right. a common goal. Yeah. yeah. And they are very friendly with each other. Right. <laughs> yeah. Good Omens is kind of better written. Well, 100%. <laughs> if Neil Gaiman rewrote the Bible, I'd probably read it from cover to cover. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why nobody has done that. Like, no writer has done that. Has, well, I'm pretty sure it's blasphemous. <laughs> oh, who cares? Like, there's plenty of good writers out there who would not care. Yeah, that's yeah. I, that's true. Maybe they just don't want to write that much. It's just, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's that's, a it's, well, then, because then you have to go through the actual Bible yeah. and rewrite it, right? Right. I mean, you barely made it through half of the book of Job. I know. This is tough. Before wanting to, like, this is tough. burn our house to the ground. Yeah, this is tough. <laughs> Like there's some good, there's some interesting parts in there, but man, you really gotta sift through it. Yeah, like that was, uh, I think I got through. Like we only really covered through 25, but I got through I think 37. 37 in a row. Whoa. Yeah. Next time on BSFA. Yeah. So. The exciting conclusion, part two of the Book of Job. <laughs> <laughs> My TV announcer voice. It was yeah. terrible. <laughs> we'll see what I can do with with the effects afterwards. <laughs> Just going to re-record it in your own voice. <laughs> Next time on BSFA, the exciting conclusion, part two of the book of Job. <laughs> that was great, Lindsay. Uh, anyway, they all live miserably ever after more than ever. <laughs> Thank you so much for checking out our podcast. Help us share the good news by sending this to a friend or leaving a review to help others find us. And if you want to support us with a donation, you can do that on our website at bsfa.cc. Mm, yes. Mm, yes. Mm, mm, nut sacks. Mm, nut sacks. <laughs>